would like to say thank you to the visual arts team. They did a, they did a fantastic job. That was a lot of work uh, that they put into that. Uh, you may have noticed that they gave themselves no credit at the end, no credits rolled. Psalm 115.1 says, not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to your name be the glory because of your love and faithfulness. It's a fun thing that we have folks in our congregation who are gifted this way, they're, they're into film, they're interested in it, and we are able to enjoy what they do. Uh, they put a lot in, into it, and I'm very grateful for the work they did. Lord gives each congregation a fingerprint as, as he raises up groups of people that are trying to follow him together. We all get a fingerprint, and he's gifted some of ours this way, and we get to enjoy it, so I'm glad. This episode that we watched is going to help us to see where the principles that God's given us in the scriptures intersect with real life. And so, over the next several weeks, we're going to use this episode for a specific purpose. So let's look at the purpose behind the station. First of all, we want to show how folly hurts us and hinders our progress toward getting what we really want. There's a handout you can follow along with if you'd like. Proverbs 9.12 says, If you're wise, your wisdom will reward you. If you are a mocker, you alone will suffer. Sometimes we go through life and we're suffering. Uh, we keep keep trying to make progress in toward goals in relationships and things go haywire and we're not quite sure what's going on. Well, the Lord is kind. He wants to help us figure out what's going on in our hearts and lives. And so he's shown us in, in the word, uh, his word, the Bible, he's shown us how to get past folly. So folly is, is something that is wired into the way we do life natively. Folly causes us to choose subversive goals and wrecks havoc on teamwork and relationships. It shows up when there's a crisis. It shows up when there's a goal that everybody needs to work toward to accomplish. And so that's what they've done in this script. They've, they've written in a goal that everybody's working for, and the folly just shows up. The Lord, however, wants us to know how to live our lives in a way that brings his blessing on us. And he wants to show us the folly so that we can turn from it. And so we're going to be picking that apart. These characters in the film really help us to do that. So that's the next thing we're going to try to do over the next few weeks is identify foolish strategies to help us stop it in our own lives. Um, these these fools, actually... Ted, the boss, he isn't really one of the fools, but the other five characters in this sitcom are the fools. And what's happened is my, my mentor dug into the Old Testament, first part of the Bible, and, and he pulled out of the Old Testament these five characters, these five fools, who have definite characteristics. And as he began to study, he, he did a 15-year study on wisdom, looking at the scripture, trying to find out how God defines success, what we should really be after, and how to get there the right way. In doing that, he looked at the flip side of wisdom, which is folly. As he began to dig into the Old Testament, he found out that for the English word fool, there are about nine words in the Hebrew for fool. Hebrew is what the Old Testament was written in. 
And so as he began to look at the different words in Hebrew that, that are translated fool in English, he found five specific fools with definite characteristics that were written into this script that we can enjoy and actually learn from. And so we're going to be looking at these fools and the foolish strategies that come out of them in order to identify those foolish strategies in us and maybe to help people as well. But first of all, to, to check out what we're doing, why things keep blowing up on us if they do. So if you were to take these five characters, Jason, Rebecca, Greg, Candace, and Brett, and put them in a, in a foot race, if you were to line them up on the starting line, put them in a foot race, say they're running for the local community college, uh, they're on the track team, Jason, who is the guy in the green shirt that was, you know, you see him at one point laying down, he's got all the trash around him, he's throwing the trash up and down. He, he would be thinking at the starting line, he would be lining up, he'd be thinking, you know, I'm the fastest runner here. I, I can, I can beat all these guys. And then when the starting gun went off, he'd decide, nah, it's time to take a nap, I'm gonna go take a break. It's too hard, I'm not gonna run the race. Rebecca, the whiny one, um, she she would be manipulating the other runners just to make sure that the race got done right. She'd be checking it out, making sure it happened. Greg, uh, the guy in the orange shirt, he would the the gun would go off and he would head to the concession stand to get a beer. That's what Greg would do. Um, Candace, she would be pushing the other runners out of the way, tripping a couple of them, pushing the rest of them out of the way so that she could get ahead of everybody else. And then Brett, Brett was a little scary, wasn't he? Brett would grab the starter gun and shoot the other runners in the race. That's what he would do. Each of these represent a particular fool pattern in the scripture. Jason is the fun way. There's a particular Hebrew word that stands for that. It's kasil, K-E-C-I-Y-L. You don't need to worry about spelling that, but it's the fun way. They approach, or no, I'm sorry, the easy way. He's, he represents the easy way. You know, he's just too lazy to really get after it. Rebecca is the reactive way. Another Hebrew word, avil. She's the reactive way fool. And she uses upset to get her way. That's her, that's her strategy. Greg is the fun way. And fun way fools, they tend to be people who really have a hard life because they are, whatever their latest craving is, they cave into it and they just, they're, they're blind to everything around them, whatever their current desire is. He had a gambling problem, obviously, and it, it, uh, he was obsessed with it. So he was blind to everything around him because of that. Candace is the glory way, and uh, the glory way fool, very pushy. And they undermine the leadership over them. You saw her power play. She snuck into the office and, and grabbed the, the, the big boss's name so she could get a leg up. Brett is the predatory way. Fool. The Nabal. And so you, God wires these things into scripture so that we can see them. And he wants us to know about predators because we need to be wise and cautious in the way that we relate to people around us. So, God has a heart for us. He loves us. He, he wants us to really have the best kind of life we can have. And as we live real life, these strategies that we saw on the screen create a lot of animosity and frustration. If these guys are running the race, they're a part of a team, they're frustrating the team. 
You know, come on, Greg's at the concession stand. He should be running the race. He's hurting the team. These these foolish patterns hurt us, and they they wreck a lot of havoc in the relationships around us as people try to count on us or as people try to get close to us. There are problems that are created. In real life, God allows this frustration for a reason. He wants us to turn back to Him. There's a reason this frustration exists. I can't get into it now, but it's there, and we experience it in life, and His hope is that this frustration will lead us back into a relationship with Him, and He wants the struggle to motivate us to get wisdom. That's why we're looking at folly. Because, not just so we can have fun with it and laugh, but we're looking at folly because as we identify these patterns in our lives and the strategies in our lives, God wants us to say, wow, that's, I struggle with that. And Lord, I don't want to do that anymore. Would you help me? Could you help me get past this? There's a tremendous value in wisdom you find in Scripture. The value of wisdom is that wisdom is learning how to handle life in a way that honors God and brings his blessing on the people around us and, and on us as well. Proverbs 19.8 says this. It says, he who gets wisdom loves his own soul. He who cherishes understanding prospers. God loves us with an unconditional love. He, he loves us with an unfailing love. But he's wired into life these things that we keep banging our head against. These, these problems that we face because we've walked away from him, the scripture says. Scripture says that every one of us has turned our own way. We've walked away from him. And as we've walked away from him and tried to live life without him, we pay a price. We suffer consequences. And he wants the consequences to turn us back to him. And so that's what he's trying to do. He's trying to help us to forsake the folly, get into a relationship with him, and then walk on with him. Look at Proverbs 4, 7 about the value of wisdom. It says, wisdom is supreme, therefore get wisdom. Though it costs all you have, get understanding. This is a very, very valuable thing. Wisdom is what we need to choose the right goals to get what we really want in life. You see the goals set, and there are a lot of counter strategies, there are a lot of subversive goals going on in this episode, and they're hurting themselves. They're hurting the people around them. Wisdom shows us how to choose the right goals, get the right picture of success, and then move forward in a way that pleases God and brings his blessing on us. It's a very, very valuable thing. So during the next several weeks, what I want to do is I want us to grow in our understanding of God and his ways, first of all, because wisdom comes from him. Proverbs 9.10 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. The fear of the Lord doesn't mean that you're afraid of him. It means that you take him seriously. If you fear God, then you realize he's watching, he's involved in your everyday life, and you're trying to live life in a way that honors him. That's what it means to, to fear the Lord. That's the beginning of wisdom, the starting point. And knowing him gives us understanding. These, every one of these foolish strategies, every one of the fools in the video, they, they've left God out of their thinking. They're, they're trying to reach their goals without him. And so as they do that, they're frustrated, and they cause frustration. And as we do that, if we go about our life just like God doesn't exist, we, we suffer consequences for that, 
And God wants those consequences to lead us to himself. He wants us to turn from going our own way to go his way. Proverbs 2.6 says this. It says, for the Lord gives wisdom, and from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. So he wants to turn and ask him for help and wisdom to live life. So over the course of this series, I hope that we get to know God better and also grow in self-awareness so that we can see the problems we may be creating for ourselves and those we love. The mocker suffers the consequences. You, you suffer consequences from folly and foolish strategies. And if you can identify the problem, the, the things that you're doing, then you don't have to keep living the same week over and over and over again. The same year. Just, just different faces, different situations. But boy, I keep paying the same price for this. God doesn't want that. God wants us to figure these things out so that we can walk with him. We can turn from our own way, walk with him, and then have a full life. Jesus said that's why he came, so that you might have life and have it abundantly. This is what he wants. So if you can identify the source of the problem, then you've taken a giant leap toward change. This is what God's all about in our frustrations. He's trying to get our attention so that we'll turn to him and begin to walk with him. So if we understand the problem, we begin to identify it, then we can start or continue on the path of wisdom, which is the other thing we want to do in these next few weeks, is begin on the path of wisdom. Psalm 111.10 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All who follow his precepts have good understanding. To him belongs eternal praise. So there it is again. God knowing him, fearing him, walking with him is the beginning of wisdom. And he, he not only wants a relationship with us, but he's given us his scripture. He's given us the Bible. And if we'll dig into that, we see the principles. We can see it's like a mirror that we can look into and we can begin to see what's going on. And we grow in wisdom as we get into the scripture. Psalm 19.7 says, The law of the Lord is perfect reviving the soul. The statutes of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. So we're going to be digging into the scriptures and we're going to ask God to help us grow toward wisdom. Lord, would you show us the things we're struggling with and why and what the patterns are in our own lives that we can begin to change and ask you to to help us with. So I'd like to invite you to join us over the next several weeks as we begin to decode the principles of the problems that you saw on the film. Would you pray with me before we go on? I'd like to ask the band to come up while I pray. Father, we we thank you for...